This week on Nintendo Main, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of WCW vs. NWO World Tour. And I give an elbow drop of a review. I fly <laughs> off the top rope. Welcome to episode 98 of Nintendo Main. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Glacier Johnson. I'm Blades of Jeremy. <laughs> I'm Hollywood John Nitter. Hollywood. And uh, we are here to talk to you about Nintendo stuff, Nintendo-related stuff, past, present, future, and beyond on uh, Nintendo Main Podcast. Let's uh, start out the show how we normally do. Last week was Black Friday, so I'm sure you guys actually bought some shit. But uh, what, uh, did. what did you guys get? This week, and also, what did you? What have you played this week? I should always ask you that because we never really mention what we've been playing. But uh, who wants to go first? Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go first because I don't have very much. Like I bought, I think Worms came out after the last podcast, right? Yeah, or was Worms last podcast? No, Worms came out after the last podcast. So I bought Worms. I did buy that. That was probably my big purchase of the week. But then I also went to uh, disc replay and purchased the topic of the week, and then I uh, got Blades of Steel. Hence my name. Um, I bought Blades of Steel on the NES for two ninety nine before tax, so it was really cheap. And how much and was uh, WCW or NWO World Tour? Well, that one was ninety nine cents, and they had several copies. <laughs> Rip off! I mean, <laughs> it's totally worth more than that. Yeah. No, I was happy to drive out. Like the real reason, well, not the real reason. I mean, obviously, I wanted the topic of the week, but I needed another uh, AV plug for my. The way I have everything set up, I need one more uh, plug for my N64 because I had one for my uh, Super Nintendo and my GameCube. I need one more, so I went and bought that too. So I spent the most on the AV plug. I spent five ninety nine on that. Yeah, you you made out. You well, I mean thirty bucks for Worms plus like still under forty though, right? It ended up being <laughs> less than ten bucks at disc replay for my three for my AV plug, my uh, Blades of Steel, and wcw and yeah so that was cheap and then yeah i spent 30 bucks on worms i think it's worth it it's a good game how much have you played of worms by the way uh none since the day we tried to play same here <laughs> it's uh yeah it's kind of one of those games that i bought for 30 bucks and i haven't really touched it's like i bought it and I it's st- there it's ready to go like yeah. my friend was over yesterday i was hanging out with him and we ended up playing a lot of other games but he likes worms like we could have played worms conceivably that would have been a good part of the game yeah well, I mentioned it to Jess. I was like, hey, we should play this Worms game because she's never heard of it. And I was like, let's play it sometime. But we've still been playing uh, Mario Party Top 100, which I finally, which I beat the single player on that finally. I mean, it's not really that long, but I have all the 100 games now unlocked for that game. Cool. There's like kind of a boss mode. It's basically the boss mode from Mario Party 5, but still, it's there is like a boss in there. But I made it all the way through the single player with like one life left and never died all the way. But yeah, I actually did go to a store, uh, not Black Friday, but Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. I think I mentioned last week I didn't really have plans for Thanksgiving because my whole family uh, skipped town and yeah. I... I had to work, so I just hung out by myself on Thanksgiving, and I decided at one point I'd been invited to somebody's party, but it was getting kind of late, and I didn't want to go anymore, you know? Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to make myself some food, but I didn't have any food, so I decided to go to Walmart, which was a dumb idea, 
It was <laughs> it was like six thirty p.m. on Thursday, and they had just opened up for Black. Uh, their, you know, the start of the Black Friday thing. Oh, were there people like in line like Thursday night even? Well, they had already opened the door when I got there. You know, so people were already in the the store. But there were seriously wow. like people with double or triple carts full of shit, like blocking Jeez. the aisles, just standing there. But that's like still and Thanksgiving it, night, and they're like already out there. I mean, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. The whole parking yeah. lot was full. Like I had to park in the very like back corner of it. Well, and you're and, just like uh, I'm just here. Like, you couldn't food. go through the main like aisle like to check out. You had to like stand within like the clothing that was like across the aisle and stand in those, and then you would get like ushered through the checkout from there. And then every even for the self checkout, there was like an employee working at every one of them that would ring you up at the self checkout. Oh wow! So there was just like a shit ton of employees there, and they all looked super miserable. I mean, I don't <laughs> blame them. And they were ringing you up, and uh, everybody just scoffed at me. They're like. You came to buy groceries? What's your problem, pretty much? Like, like dude, I was hungry. Shut you up, man. You chose the worst possible time to do that. Like, I bought, like, some potatoes and a steak and, like... And a TV. Some, like... <laughs> like, I think I had a gallon of milk. And I wanted to buy some eggs, but I couldn't get to the eggs because there was, like, a bunch of DVDs in front of the eggs. <laughs> like, the whole, the whole, like, grocery section <laughs> had a bunch of, like, DVD stands, like, full of Black Friday, like, Blu-rays. And there was, like, a lot of video games. It's but like, buy these games. I want to buy. It's like, buy these movies for $2 instead of eggs. Buy Medea. Right. Boo. Get and it. There were TVs everywhere. Like, literally, every department just had, like, TVs on the floor, like, in stacks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just, like, they... Like, everybody just wants to buy TVs for Christmas, and there's just shit ton of TVs everywhere. So, anyway, I, I actually was only in line for, like, ten minutes, and I yeah. was able to get out of there. But I got to see the Black Friday Madness sort of firsthand, and, like, like you said, I was shocked. Like, so many people were there. Like, really? Why aren't you just, like, laying at home, like, watching football or whatever people do on Thanksgiving? Like, why are you here buying all these shitty TVs? Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me that, like, you went in there to get food, and you ended up with, like, two TVs, and... No. Ten copies of Medea's Halloween part Once one. Once I got there, I actually considered like leaving, like before I even like I parked and I considered just pulling back out and leaving. But once I like walked through the door, I was like, all right, well I have to buy my groceries now because I'm here. I'm sure there so were I other did. I mean, were there other grocery stores that were open that you could have gone to that didn't have a mad I was already there. amounts of people? Yeah. Trying no, to buy I don't whatever. Think there were, actually. Did you go look for like uh did you go to check the video game aisle to see like no, if they had like SNES classics or anything? There. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere for Black Friday, but I did order shit online. But yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I went to Black Friday at Target and I got another SNES classic nice. for my brother-in-law. Do you do so, you have your whole yeah. family like covered now? Now that you've bought like ten SNES classics, can you are They're you good covered. or do you need yeah, to buy yeah, more I of them? Four. <laughs> I mean, so I'm good. I did my part. Yeah, you have uh, the most. You have the most out of all of us now. You're at four. I'm at three. Yeah, uh, I guess so. I'm at one. It's, that's my so last I'm the winner. Though, I promise. I'm the uh, winner because I have one. Beyond that, it's a problem. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I got one for my brother-in-law. You know, he really wanted one, and you know, I'm, I'm giving it to him and uh, his family. His, his, his son is two. Going to be two years old, turning two years old this year. Uh, so it'll be something that they can play together. And he'll play and a lot of. I'm that. glad they finally got it. I mean, two. He can't a, play. Yeah, he's only two. That's what I was, well, that's what I was thing, kidding though. about. Yeah. See that? That's that's the thing. So I didn't originally. It didn't immediately dawn on me to buy one for my nephew, but after the SNES Classic came out and after I got I got everything, she sent me a video of 
him playing my Miss Pac-Man machine that I left at my sister's house. And apparently that's the ritual now. They, before he goes to bed every night, he has to play Miss Pac-Man. That giant arcade game that and we tried to get? Like, he's less than two. Do you still have that? He's less than two. And she sent me the most adorable video of him playing Miss Pac-Man, and he's yelling in his little two-year-old voice, Go get him! Go get him! Have you given the story it's about that adorable, about that Miss Pac-Man machine yet on the show, John, about how you like randomly found it? I didn't know you had a Miss Pac-Man machine. Yeah, that's I a, do. It's a pretty ridiculous I story. You, I had no uh, idea. I do. So, to divert for just a second here, we're, we're telling a story about 2007, walking home from work at night, and I decide for whatever reason just to go a different way, to take a shortcut through an alley. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I'm sure glad that Where I did. Where were you? In Chicago? Or- in Chicago. In Chicago. This was about 10 o'clock at night, 10.30 at night. I take a shortcut through an alley behind a bar, and I see this guy wheeling out a Miss Pac-Man full-size stand-up arcade machine. I'm like, what is he doing with that? It's 10.30 at night, and he's in the alley and whatever so i'm just kind of i walk past and i keep an eye as, I, as i'm walking away i'm like no he can't be no 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 no. and he really was he was leaving it by the dumpster oh so i God. immediately turned right around and said wait a second sir are you throwing this away and he said yeah you know it stopped working and you know i don't really care to try to fix it you can have it if you want I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I, I have no idea how I'm going to get it back, but I got to make this happen, right? <laughs> and so he goes into the bar and he, he comes back out with the manual and the key for the quarter bin. Oh, my God. Like, gives me the full thing, right? I have no idea how I'm going to get it home. I don't even own a car. And so I'm like, I got to, I know somebody who would understand this situation and would help me out. I called Trey immediately. I said, Trey, you're not going to believe this. I need you to help me out. This guy is giving me a full-size Miss Pac-Man arcade machine. Can you help me to get this home somehow? <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I drove over there with Conan, my roommate, yep. right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we drove over there with my with whatever my crappy-ass car was at the time. Was that – no, that had to have been Did pre – No, that, no, that, I think somebody had a truck, wasn't it? No, that was later. Because we, because okay. first I drove over there with my crappy ass car, which I think was the Taurus. Still, it okay. had it had to be pre-Saturn. Yeah, it was way before. I think it was before Saturn. When was it? Two thousand seven. This was maybe two thousand seven. No, yeah, yeah, I, I think it was two thousand. It was two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Oh, okay. Maybe I did have yeah. my Saturn then. Anyway, I, I drove over there. I thought that maybe somehow I would be able to get it in the tr- get it like partially in the right. trunk or oh, something. Yeah. Of course, and maybe we could drive it. You know, like I. I I didn't realize how heavy it was, and it would have never fit yeah. it in there. But my my ex girlfriend's roommate had a truck, and okay, that's yeah. how we ended up getting it home. You know, I called her, and she she came over, and uh, that's how we got it back. But it was uh, one of those, and I remember you told me because it had like didn't have like little wheels on the back of the arcade machine, and a little inept wheels on the back. Yeah, and you're like, really good. yeah, you're like, I'm gonna roll this home if I have to. That's what you told me, and I'm I like, was I was so yeah. going to roll it two miles home if I had to do it. That would have taken so long, but thankfully, you know, somebody that else thing had a is truck. worth a couple of grand, I'm sure, at least. Pac-Man? Yeah. Well, it, missed, yeah. it's got to be worth for, at least two to three thousand, right? And like all you had to do was uh, fix the plug, right? Pick, fix the the yeah, plug for the wall. So, yeah. So to continue the story, we got it back eventually after a couple hours to my apartment. I lived on it was like the third floor, so there was no way I was getting it up there. It was just no, no conceivable way. We did have a, a garage, so I parked it in the garage and just held on to it for a long time, considering, you know, not really knowing if it was functional or, or, or what was wrong with it or anything. Um, about another 
year and a half later, I moved to a different apartment. And when I moved there, the last thing that we brought into the house was the Miss Pac-Man machine. So me and my roommate, Otis, we spent a good hour trying to get it up. We were were on like like the one and a half floor. It wasn't the second floor, but it was like one, a one and a half. So we spent a good hour just trying to get it up the stairs around the curb. And finally we, we did it. We were so tired by the end. And that was parked it there. And a couple days later, after I got settled, I called my friend, Chris, who, who was really good at computers and everything. I said, Chris, I got this Miss Pac-Man machine. Was it inside you your apartment at that point? It was inside the apartment at that point. Okay. And I was just so excited to have it inside, not in a garage. I thought it was like a cool decoration, even if it was broken or whatever. Worst come to worst, you know, I got a cool decoration, right? I called Chris up, said, come over, you know, we'll make a day of it. We'll get a pizza or whatever and uh, fix this arcade machine if we can. And so Chris came over, we popped it open. And first of all, inside there's just dust, like more dust than I've ever seen in my life. Like thick pillows of dust. Like 30 years of dust. 30 years, yeah, yeah, it had never been cleaned. So we cleaned it out, and after we cleaned out all the dust, immediately Chris realized the problem. He looked at the at the board, and there was a chip that had slightly, slightly popped out, slightly popped out. He popped it back in, and we heard the monitor buzz on, and then there was a reset button. We, we, we thought, oh, we played with it for a little bit. We're like, oh, man, the monitor came on, something's happening, something's happening. What was happening? Finally, I remember there's a reset button. Hit the reset button. The lights went on, the sounds of Miss Pac-Man came on, and it was just like, glory, glory, hallelujah. I have a working Miss Pac-Man arcade machine in my apartment for free. I thought, I so, thought, I thought you had to like re- rebuild the cord, too, because I, re- I, I thought I, that you're, was broken. You're reminding me of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I did have to replace a power cord. Because I remember when I, I picked, so, yeah. when I picked it up, I thought the... Uh, the plug was broken off of it, so you just had to like resolder it or something. And yeah, I, I okay, thought that so was there was a stage that I, that I forgot. There was a power cord that I had I had to replace, and I thought that was like maybe the issue the guy was talking about. He was yeah, very thought, specific about the yeah the problem, and I replaced the power cord, and I was disappointed that it didn't just pop right back on. Oh, okay, yeah, because so, I didn't hear the second. Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, you know, me, me and me and Chris fixing it up. You know, that was like I oh I can't believe it. It was a long shot. It was such a long shot to go from finding it by chance in the alley to you uh helping me out and and making it happen getting it back to the apartment and then getting it up the stairs and like finally i had a miss pac-man arcade machine so i'm very very grateful to you for your role that you played in that and uh and so is my nephew because he wouldn't have his miss pac-man arcade machine that he enjoys if he didn't help me out with that so thank you very much yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I've, I didn't even know that you still had that thing. It was I still uh, have it. Yeah, I carried it back to Michigan, and uh, I had it at the house that I had in Michigan for a while. But when it was time to come back to California, I, I really tried. I really tried. To, tried to get it to California with you to, to get it to California, but there was just no conceivable way. Yeah, and so it was. It was a. Uh, it was the last thing that I did before I left for Michigan. Was I drove it to my sister's house and said, here, can you hang on to this for a while? And uh, yes, now it's over there. Indefinitely. But hey, you know, if you can get it up the stairs or whatever, wherever they have to put it, then it's not bad, you know, just having it. That's right. So that's the Miss Pac-Man arcade machine story. Yeah. All free. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear the part about the chip and all that, but still, man, that's ridiculous. Free free Pac-Man machine. Free uh, Pac-Man machine. Now it's being enjoyed by my little nephew, Owen. uh, Who's actually... Wasn't even born yet when that machine was made. No, not even, not even. I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't think I was born when that machine was made. And uh, it was great to, to see that video. I'll, I'll share it with you guys later. But you know, 
to see that video of him just enjoying it, you know, not being conscious of how wonderful video games look nowadays, just to see him enjoying this Pac-Man and the fact that he has to play it every night before he goes to bed. I was like, man, I got to do what I can to get this Super Nintendo classic because he's got to have a Super Nintendo. And and my brother-in-law, Super Nintendo was, I believe, his favorite system. He he likes RPGs and everything. So, yeah, I'm glad they finally got one. And I'm, I can't wait to bring it home and deliver it for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be as cool as, say, uh, this Pac-Man arcade machine. But, hey, you know, <laughs> you actually had to pay money for this one this time. So I did have to pay money for this one. And I had to get up and be at Target at 6 a.m. So my experience was not so bad, though. I, I was one of the first people there. I went with my roommate, and he got one, too. And... um yeah, we had only 20 people in line at that at Target for some reason. Not that many people were waiting outside for Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, supposedly yeah. from what I've seen online, like Super Nintendo Classics are all over the place. But I haven't really, I haven't looked for one since they came out. Like, I really have not been out looking at game stuff. Like, normally whenever I go to a store like Target or whatever, I always pass through the game thing. But mm-hmm. I just haven't. I have not been to a game shop in a while, weirdly enough. Mm. So I haven't even looked for one. So I'm wondering how available they are. I, get, I, I, I get, take a peek in there every so often. Yeah. I've never seen one since the day of lunch and then yeah. uh, since last Friday. Yeah. I mean, I get everything digitally now, so I don't really have the need to go to video game places. But, but yeah, I haven't seen anything in a while. It seems to be everyone who wants to get one has got one. You know, I haven't really heard much sob stories about not getting one. So. Oh, yeah. I've got, uh-huh. co-work- I've got co-workers that like don't really give that much of a care about video games that have one that have been like well that's what we wanted we wanted that well that's good i mean that's what the classic edition and they have it yeah Yeah. that's what they should be i mean that's what it should be for nintendo it should be for the people who don't regular play games but used to play super nintendo they should be able to get one of these easily and then nintendo make a lot of money off it and if nothing else there's that chance that they will get hooked on video games and want to buy the the switch or whatever yeah they'll be like man the super Mm -hmm. mario game's cool but i wish i was 3d a lot of my coworkers are also (laughs) talking about how much they want the switch the switch is like mainstream popular it's the well, yeah, it's, totally like, it's got it's got to be the number one holiday gift. Oh no, it is. It, yeah, so, hands yeah. down. I mean, it has to be. Like it was, blo- it was on Black Friday sale for full price, but it was still yeah. full price, right? <laughs> well, it's Black not going to be a deal. Yeah, it's not going to go under, but it's still like a hot item. You know, it's probably what everybody wants for Christmas. I mean, why not? It's a fucking handheld console together. People, what love else it. would you ever want? People love it. It's Nintendo, and it's it's novel because you can take it with you, and people just like it because it's the switch and people talk about the switch so they want to switch but we early adopters we knew everything from the beginning yes we early adopters i'll go with that we knew (laughs) well two of us (laughs) but you i still think you're an early adopter john i mean you bought i'm an early adopter spirit yeah you bought you bought before the holiday when everyone starts i did shit i mean if you buy it in the first year you're an early adopter right i think so there was even though it came out like at the beginning of the year May May or June before it really started to snowball with a bunch of cool stuff. Well, I think it's because of the indies, like just how well, how much better games have been. Because it seems to be like if you put anything on the eShop right now within reason, you're going to make some money. That seems to be what's going on right now, like in the, yep. in that area. Because a lot of like indies that haven't sold shit, like have put their put their game on the, on the Switch and have sold a ton, you know? So it seems to be like at this point in time, everybody's kind of just trying to rush to be like, hey, what can we put on the Switch? Because whatever we're putting on there is selling. So let's fucking throw well, some Steam, shit out. SteamWorld Dig 2 came out on Steam, but I think it was like an exponential number of Switch copies were sold more. Yeah, no, that's more what I've heard. Like people have done that, that indies have done a lot better on Switch than they have on Steam or any other platform. 
Probably because there's not as many, maybe there's not, a, well, I mean, there are a lot of games on there now, but it's like a little bit more straightforward, I guess. It's like less uh, confusing or, I don't know. I mean, is, is Steam kind of messed up? I don't really order anything on there, but I hear it's a little, it can be a little confusing to navigate through compared to like the eShop, you know, how everything's just kind of like basic in there, Jeremy. I think Steam is not confusing, but you have to be a computer gamer. So you're also targeting targeting a different audience with a console. Yeah. Like you're going to have yeah, a lot yeah. more people just going through that. So if they have chosen to use digital purchases at any point, which they probably have if they got Minecraft, like everyone everyone wants Minecraft, um, then they know they've already got it set up to get whatever. So I think Steam, I don't think Steam's necessarily confusing, but you have to be a PC gamer and yeah. have it set up initially but the, but the eShop is a little bit more but the eShop is more simple is what I was saying like it's a you know I know there's a lot of games on there but it's probably easier for people to find the games because there's not as much I guess as Steam is what I was saying possibly Steam's pretty easy to navigate yeah but as to why as to why they're selling more on the why indie seem to be selling more on Switch than uh, than Steam or PS4 or Xbox One I think I mean, they're, the novelty of the more, Switch is a big yeah well I think well, it's it, also that Indies tend to be more bite-sized games which is just well i think everybody wants to play it on suited the, to the yeah. hands, handheld versus you know, something where you sit down on your pc and get ready to play a game for two or three hours you know yeah well oh, i think it's just yeah. a i think what it boils down to really is just like what game is there that you don't really want to have portable or that you don't want to have on the go right yeah i mean right. if there's a game that you can get on the switch get it on the switch because then it's i mean i've you know i've come around to the switch for sure i mean it's just like so easy to play you know you could just it never really turns off. Like, there's no, like, booting and whatever. Like, I was playing, uh, like, I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles X last night on, uh, on the Wii U, and the Wii U is fucking slow as fuck. Like, I forgot how, I forgot how slow that system is, like, for it to go from one thing to another. And oh, it's, slow. and like, yeah, the, it seems and, like they paid attention to the, and the controller, and like, switch. And, like, the screen on the on the control pad is, like, super blurry, and, like, and it kind of feels like a toy because it's plasticky, you know, and the switch is, like, way more, like, sexy durable and and lean whatever you know but it's like most importantly it's super quick to get into like it's i love that it's like on all the time pretty much i mean mine is like i rarely turn it off unless it like fucks up and i need to you know but it's you have it you have the sleep button so mine's like on sleep at all times but right now i could just in like two seconds just pop it on and play doom you know which is which is on already and uh now, I think that's what I like about it is it's like so easy to just get into. Like if you just have a second and you want to play a game, you just it, you'll be up in a couple. You know, it's it's very much like the way the 3ds worked, except quicker, I guess. <laughs> you know, even I mean, my friend that was over last night, Dan, that was playing a uh, different consoles with me. I booted up Mario to to demonstrate the uh, Elgato and how I had it hooked up, and he was just like dumbfounded. He's like, "Wait, when did you turn your switch on?" I was like, "I just did." Yeah. He's like, but you're playing Mario. I'm like, yeah, you just play it. Yeah. Like as soon as you turn it on, and he was like dumbfounded by that. We don't really turn it on. Does he not have one? I take it. No, but he has an Xbox One, which I think does the same thing. That's why I was surprised. I think it pretty much does the same thing. What it goes but maybe to sleep? not as quickly. You can take it around. <laughs> no, you can't take it around, but it but it goes into sleep mode, and you can like boot it straight up. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. That you're playing. You can do that with I the thought. PlayStation Four also. You can do that, but it's not, it still doesn't seem as novel, I guess, as just like hitting a button and being like, boom, in the game, you know? I guess you can, mm-hmm. you can do that with the PS4 and make it kind of quick, but it's still, I don't know, it still seems so novel in the, that it's just like, you know, it's the Switch. Well, and the Switch isn't like, just on. like humming when you turn it on and like, <laughs> it's not like, it's not, it's not like pissed at you that you shut it down wrong. Like, PlayStation's always like pissed off at me that I shut it down wrong. Oh, yeah, where you get that warning and sometimes it, uh-huh. when the PS3 one, it would always like, It'd have to like do this thing where it like looks through the 
hard drive again before it'll restart, and like that takes a while. And if you turn it off during that, you lose everything in your hard drive. I've, I did that one time. Sucks. Wow. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, the switch that never happens with the switch because you're not going to shut it down wrong. Like when you put it in sleep mode, it's it's sleeping. It's not dependent on the system power to keep it in sleep mode. It's sleeping no, you can, on, you can, on the battery. Yeah, and you can keep it in sleep mode for a while. You know, without several. It. I mean, for, I've never run across my switch has never died on me. The whole time I've had it, I've had it since since March. Yeah, mine I've hasn't just had. I've yeah. never had the battery die while I was playing it. Mine hasn't either, but I but I also haven't like played it on long periods of time without being able to charge it. I have. you know, so it's a so I haven't really run into that. But I mean, I've, I've played it for a while and it's gotten down to like past half or whatever. But I mean, it hasn't been enough to where it's gotten gotten down that low. But yeah, it's great. Totally, yeah, we totally got sidetracked from the Black Friday to that. But the Switch is a great, well, the it's a great Switch system. Is the- probably the hottest black friday i am it's a good thing to be excited toys about and stuff go. yeah let me so you guys did all your was that your only purchase for the week john was the super nintendo classic i also sort of related i bought a microphone for this podcast so i don't sound like i'm in a tin can anymore is it um do you sound like you're in a tin can? No. I think so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, think, I think it's okay. I I mean, re- so currently I record this on my uh, Apple headphone things, and uh, yeah, it doesn't sound very good. So I went and bought a Blue Yeti, which it was on sale on Monday, down from 150 bucks to 90 bucks. Oh, Cyber Monday? So, Cyber Monday, yep. Oh, okay. That's so good that, comes, that comes tomorrow, and For sure. next week you'll hear me as I am. Yeah, that's a good deal because it comes with the whole, like, everything you need to just plug and go plug like it you don't in and need go. To like, right right you don't need a cord and all that that you have to buy separately with other microphones so that's what i liked and my black friday stuff that i got is i ended up spending actually a lot more than i should have i think for black friday because uh kind of because i'm kind of broke now because i wanted to get i wanted to get resident evil revelations too and i'm kind of you know I, I could barely get a xenoblade chronicles too so I held off on that one, which I still want to get it, but I have to be in the future. I wanted to stream it tomorrow, but that's not in the cards. But I did, uh, I, so I ended up getting Worms, same as Jeremy. I haven't played it that much, unfortunately. I did I did a quick stream of it last week for Thanksgiving. Played a little bit of the, just the regular tutorial mode and like the first, the single player mode. But it's Worms, you know, There's but there's like uh, the WMD, they, there's basically like rides in there. Like you, there's helicopters you can fly and there's like mechs that you can pilot, stuff like that. Like I got that far to see that. And, uh. I also got um I, I I got those records the rare records which I was talking about with nice. the um, which is cool because what was cool about that is like right when I pre-ordered them they sent me the digital copy of it so I have it on my computer already so I've already listened to like I've already listened to all of it like I listened to the Congress Bad Fur Day and I listened to Battle Man- to to Battletoads Battle Maniacs I just wanted to know what it sounded like I wanted right. to know if it's like the actual like I get weird about this about buying records. I want it to be the actual song that's on the game. I don't want it to be like a different version, you know. Live instrument version. Or sometimes something. you get a different version. Right. Like the Earthworm Jim one's kind of like that too, where it's a different version than that. But that's understandable because they wrote it a certain way and then they took it down to make it able to be on the Super Nintendo or whatever. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I, I was one of my biggest fears. I was afraid that the Conquer's Bad Fur Day one. I didn't want it to be the Xbox re-release one. I wanted it to be the 64 uh, one. Yeah. You know, because I don't know what they did on that version and. Uh, I don't really care to know ever. I'd rather just remember the the 64 one. So I was kind of worried about that. But thankfully, it sounds exactly like the 64 that I know and love. I listened to the the Mighty Poop song and all that. It sounds the same as the one that I have on my computer that I got from Napster like fucking years ago and all that. So yeah, it's legit. So I'm excited about that. That that just uh, takes all the worry off of me there. (laughs) You know, I also bought a, just as a random purchase, I wanted to get it to play it for my, uh, for the WRT Radio Sports episode, 
but it didn't get it just got here yesterday but i got a wade hickston's counterpunch did you ever hear about that it's no. basically like a punch out no. game for game boy advance which I got good reviews on IGN like long, long time ago. It's one of those weird, obscure games that I really wanted to play. It's kind of in the same category as like Touch the Dead was, you know, for me. Like just a weird ass game that I read about that I thought would be cool to play that was always in the back of my mind. And I bought it off Wade eBay Hickson's for cheap. Counterpunch. Wade Hickson's Counterpunch. If I think you, I'm remembering the game now. Yeah. It, if you listen, it's like, it's basically like Punch Out. It's like Super Punch Out. It's like cartoon, cartoon character boxing game. It's like, it's hand drawn, like beautifully animated and all that. It has a cool soundtrack too. There's a song on it on the new WRT radio, if you listen to that. But I just got it. I haven't really had time to play it, but I just got it today. But that's another thing that I that I got. So I think that's I think that's pretty much it for the most part. This stuff that I bought. Um do you guys uh do you guys want to talk about what we've been playing or do you want to go to the news? <laughs> what I've been playing, <laughs> I played uh, Super Mario Odyssey some more this week. I'm on the darker side level. Did you beat it? Uh, well, you know that part that I was telling you that i was stuck yet yeah i beat that part and then i immediately died <laughs> oh god that sucks so, so i got a little bit further i wonder if that happened to me too i got past the the part where you have to like yeah where you're on a platform or whatever and then i got to the next part and i immediately died but i did actually get to that spot again and then also immediately died like it still tricked me based on how it worked <sighs> I still yeah, I'm finding. Like, yeah, I still haven't gotten there. I've, I've played so much of that level, I've, like five hours of that level. Um, it's like muscle memory. It is up point. until that point. It's like I, yeah. I do. I'll find myself. I'll throw that on, and then I'll be watching YouTube at the same time and just right. playing it. And like I've gotten to the point where like I don't even. I'm barely looking at the screen. I'm getting through the first few parts. Right. All and those I'm, parts, like, there are parts that I was like, man, this is impossible. How am I going to get past this? Now I'm, like, barely paying attention because I've played it yep. 400 times. <laughs> yeah. And then I get to the next part, and then it's that's the impossible part. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Hopefully next week I will conquer it, or maybe I'll just get, I'll just beat that one part, and then I'll die. I hope that uh, by next week I will have the uh, next part finished, and uh, after that, and I'll, I'll probably just die on that part too. Are you? But, uh, yeah. I was gonna. Are you planning on getting Xenoblade Chronicles too? I know I ask you this like every week, but I figured you are uh, you waiting on that one? Or yeah, I'm gonna wait on that one just because I got enough games already, and I just bought the microphone too, so I'm just yeah, gonna slow sure. it down a little bit. I bought the Super Nintendo Classic again. I'm, I'm gonna wait on it. Okay, it looks interesting. Well. I'm excited for our next our episode next week because you know uh, we have a lot to live up, live up to because our Xenoblade Chronicles X episode was like our first episode that did pretty well or did you know better than most. It, it's like still one of our top five most downloaded episodes, so it's kind of we have to try to outdo that somehow because <laughs> uh, I guess people really love that episode. Either that or it was a big game, so make sure sound interested. <laughs> next week all right or something and do some do some research i'll do some research i'll be the sounding board and you, you, uh, you, you guys can tell me all about this game and i'll ask questions you'll be the one that we have to convince I, I mentioned earlier that i was playing xenoblade chronicles last night like when talking about like the differences between the wii u and the switch and all that mm-hmm. but yeah buddy i started playing the started playing xenoblade chronicles x last night and uh i forgot how much i like that game like i think that game's great and i'm super excited super excited for xenoblade chronicles 2 but uh I'm wondering um I don't know there's a couple things I wanted I want to want it to change like for one thing the font size on on Xenoblade Chronicles X is the worst it's like so tiny that I can't really read it on the TV or like off the switch pad because the switch pad or not switch pad off the ga- the Wii U pad because it's so like blurred so I hope they change that but uh the battle system works so well on that on that game like I really really like it a lot so I'm super excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 I just pre-purchased it to preload it 
Okay. I preloaded it a few days ago. And uh, yeah, just uh, like, like I was saying, just from playing from through Xenoblade Chronicles X again, I'm like so excited to play the new one. Like, I hope it looks as, because I think Xenoblade Chronicles X still looks super fucking pretty. Like just flying around in the mech and like looking at all the mountains and shit that are on that. It's like, man, this game looks fucking gorgeous. And I'm really, I'm going to miss those mechs and I'm going to miss that weird ass soundtrack. For Xenoblade Chronicles too. I don't think I'll miss the character models themselves, but yeah, I you really you really the... didn't like the character models of that one. I thought they looked fine on Xenoblade Chronicles X. I, I don't mean, know, they just I mean they're, they're un- <laughs> very uncanny valley. They're they're just uh, they're basically um I mean they're basically getting more anime is what's happening right which, which I wasn't really that big of a fan expression of expression and less like realism, which is good. Yeah, true. Well, there isn't a whole lot of. That's that's one problem with this one with the Xenoblade Chronicles X one is there's not a whole lot of story and not a whole lot of characters. It's kind of mostly you just go do a bunch of missions and there's some there's some stuff that has like some big cutscenes, but it's not really story focused. And even like Monolith themselves said that you know that they went for more of a open world whatever you know American style game, and they said that their next game would be more story focused, which is Xenoblade Chronicles two, which is a direct sequel to the yeah the game that came before X. Yeah, which is the first one, which was which is story based, more story based. So there's that. But I found out that I'm at I'm at like chapter ten, which is like I think there's twelve chapters total, and that was like the part that I died at and stopped playing. And uh, but I was able to get around pretty easy on there. I uh, I found the equivalent of Doc Brown on Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like there's a guy na- there named Professor B. He's got like white hair. He doesn't look skinny like doc brown but he's supposed to be doc brown anyway you buy him a car at some point and he basically turns it it ends up looking like the delorean that has like the same like engine things in the back or whatever and uh he he's gonna go three thousand years to the future is what he's gonna do because like you know humanity's like having a hard time surviving and i guess he thinks if he goes to the future it'll be better or something like that so there's a whole like side mission thing that you do where you collect parts for his car and then he goes to the future but he ends up just warping himself to another continent across the glo- across the map and you have to go find him there but i was doing his story which i thought was pretty funny but and then i and then randomly it somebody mentioned it or i read it somewhere that there was a that it was doc brown in there and i was like what oh yeah professor b like i didn't even think well i saw the car and i recognized the car but but it was pretty easy for me to jump back into the game like i didn't really it was like one of those friends you haven't seen in a while but you still you still can talk whenever you see him it was, it was cool i just kind of I, I just started playing it and i was like oh yeah i mean it took me a minute to remember where everything was but i wasn't completely like lost but I, i'm gonna play it I'm, I'm gonna try to play continue playing it like with xenoblade chronicles 2 because i'm still determined to beat Xenoblade Chronicles X. I think I have 130 hours into it and I still haven't beat it. <laughs> like I looked at my clock and that's what it says on the game. But I've also been leaving it on just so it'll like automatically mine money and all that for me. So there were a couple days where I probably left it on all day. Like I've had it, it's still been on since yesterday and I'm just letting it collect the money. It doesn't do a whole lot actually. You probably make more just from doing side missions, but I don't know. I'm into, I'm into playing it again. I also started playing Xenoblade Chronicles 1 on 3DS as well, but I think I like X better than 1 just because it's, I think the battle system battle system works better and like everything's i love those mechs like i'm really gonna miss those giant mechs in the new game scales scales yeah mech scales you know what i mean i know what you mean yeah but yeah that's that's what i've been playing i i played that uh for thanksgiving uh I ended up going to my girlfriend's uh, Friendsgiving thing, whatever. And uh, when I got there, like, everybody was, like, kind of hanging out in the kitchen. And there was, like, kind of too much too much people, like, being loud and whatever. Sometimes I like to be away from stuff like that. So I just went and sat in the living room, like, by myself. And they had a cat that just, like, sat on my lap. And I just sat in there and played Doom, like, until uh, the dinner was ready. So that was pretty awesome. That was my cool uh, Thanksgiving. Doom till dinner. 
Thanksgiving video game story there. I mean, you guys, both you guys stayed at home, but it's always good to have a system with you to just, if you could just sit in a corner and just play it and nobody will bother you. It's always great, yes, <laughs> you know, case. to bring to family gatherings great or whatever. It's system so you're not just draining your battery. You're not, you're, you know, you still got your phone battery, but you're playing your games on a portable system. Yeah. Well, it's better than just, I mean, I want to sit in a room and just look at Facebook because that stuff's stupid. I'd rather just look at Doom. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather look at eviscerating aliens. Yeah. Well, I mean, Doom's probably been, been my go-to on the Switch because it's so easy to play, and it's just easy to just play a little bit and then stop and play a little bit. You know, it constantly does checkpoints, and it saves every time you do a checkpoint and all that, so if you want to, like, go out of it and start over again, it's pretty easy to do. But I played Worms for a little bit for the live stream, and then when I got Thanksgiving, I just put on Doom, and I've been it's it's just been what's been on, on my system ever since then. And I'll, like, pick it up and play a little bit of it and then put it down and play a little bit more of it. I'm to the point where I'm on the actual, like hill area so it's kind of just like wave after wave of giant demons and i'll basically play it for a while and die until i get past one part and then i'll get a checkpoint and then i'll try it again and die a bunch and it's fun it's super fun like i'm still playing still playing a lot of points for good once you get them yeah that's what i'm saying they automatically save so if you quit you'll come back at that checkpoint like it automatically saves it so you can like quit the game and go play another game and then come back and do it and the checkpoints are pretty frequent so it's pretty rad but that's what i've been playing for the most part Aside from the topic of the week, of course. And uh, I played Resident Evil the remake on GameCube for my retro game on Sunday just because I was excited about Resident Evil Revelations 2. Or just Resident Evil in general on the Switch. But that game's still pretty awesome. I still like that game. The GameCube one. The remake of the first one. It's fantastic, yep. Yeah, it's still good. I, You know, there was an HD re-release of that on other systems other than Nintendo, which I thought was yeah. such a stab in the back. It's like, we made this for you originally as an exclusive... But now they're gonna. Now we're gonna release it for every other system other than you. Like that's like the ultimate fuck yeah, you to say from Capcom. But I mean, bring it to the Switch is what I'm saying. Take that, put it on the Switch. So that's easy. Like that would that made more sense to me than putting Revelations on there. But hey, Capcom. I'd like to see whatever. a Resident Evil collection on the Switch. Yeah, I'd like to see Resident Evil Zero on there. You remember that game? <laughs> yeah. I know Jeremy remembers that game. You should you should do a playthrough of that where you uh, do the reenactment of the where you have the two characters like dance together and all that because because you, you control two of them. You know, there's like the criminal and the that was a weird game because because uh, the boss kind of seemed like he like he's like came from Final Fantasy into uh, Resident Evil because he had this weird anime getup and he. Uh, controlled all these leeches. Do you remember that? These little leeches that, like, turn yeah. into people. But the character looked like he was, like, Sephiroth's cousin or something like that. Like, he had, like, the big flowing hair and what. It was it was weird. It was a strange game. Resident Evil Zero was. It's ridiculous. Never beat it. Yeah. But it is two players, so that made it a little more accessible if you wanted to play it with a friend. Yeah. It was... I have that game uh, by accident because I had a friend who had never played Ocarina of Time before, but he had a GameCube. And uh, so I let him borrow my gamecube zelda disc the master quest disc in exchange oh did you lose that then play the the zero yeah the awful happened the awful thing that you think happened it happened oh yeah that sucks because the the disc took a shit on this the game (laughs) yeah literally i I I (laughs) trade well i traded basically i traded the master quest disc for zero inadvertently yeah because we just kind of lost touch with each other and that was that yep so oh i did the same thing i traded yeah. uh, eternal darkness to someone for uh for the frankenstein collection of movies and then we never really re-returned so i lost 
Eternal Darkness, but Conan actually gave me his copy, so I do have it again. Oh, that's good. But well, uh, what really hurt was that was the second time that that happened. See, I, I so loved Ocarina of Time that if I met somebody who had never played it before, I wanted to lend them my copy, right? And that's so how I did you that lose first it, with the actual cartridge in college, in freshman year, and they the person that I lent it to they lost it and they have no idea what happened to it oh man yep so then I heard that my other friend had never played Ocarina of Time before I said well I got this master disc master quest disc and I gave that to him and then I never got the disc back so and now it's worth like a hundred bucks yeah I was gonna say like you got the raw end of the deal there because I think I Resident totally Evil did. Zero is worth like five dollars maybe right and uh that Zelda Master Quest disc see that was only given out as a pre-order thing for the Wind Waker right. so it's an actual rare disc, and Zero, a bunch of people bought those. Like That's like most Resident Evil right. games aren't really that expensive. Like You can probably get them for pretty cheap, but especially Zero. Right. Like, But yeah, that sucks, because uh, what happened to me is I ended up selling that. You know, I had the one, I remember I got the one from Nintendo Power or whatever, the one that has the like Zelda one. 1 and Zelda 2 on it, and Majora's yeah. Mask and Ocarina of Time. And mm-hmm. I also had the one that came with Wind Waker that had the Ocarina of Time and the Master Quest. And I think I sold both of those. Which is stupid because they're both mm. worth worth like a good amount of money. But How much did you get for them? I don't know. I don't probably nothing. Not I, th- nothing. I think I traded them in for. I think I traded them in for Twilight Princess. Probably. I'm an idiot, but uh, uh. you know, because I didn't have any money at the time and I wanted to play that game. But that's that. Is there anything else you guys have been playing for the past week? Or do you want to move on to the that's news? About it. Yeah, basically just been playing uh, Mario Odyssey more and Blades of Steel. Anybody been going back to the Animal Crossing game? Not really. My my phone broke, so no. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I've been going back here and there. My phone broke for like four days, so I've been uh, pretty much not doing anything on the phone. So I haven't. But I know I know Jess has uh, been playing it still. I think she's coming around to it more. I think she kind of likes it more than she did last week. But I think she's like a level 20 now or something like that. Like she's put a lot into it. Oh, she put a lot into it. Yeah, I think, I think I'm a seven. I think I made it to, maybe not that maybe not, not that far. She might be in the teens. But I think I made it to level three. I was level two last week, so you know. That happened, <laughs> so you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I haven't really, I haven't really been playing it at all. The more I play it, though, like I still like the game. The more I play it, though, I'm, I'm just getting more upset. It, it's like cold-hearted. I don't know if you want to call it like it's a materialistic view of friendship. <laughs> oh yeah, where they keep wanting you to buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that's upsetting me more and more. But I mean, as a game, it's still fun to me. But if you look at it on its face, for you know, if you're trading goods for friendship, it's pretty cold. Yeah. No, it just showed me, like, her campsite, and there's basically nowhere you can go because there's, like, 30 people there. And I'm like, this looks terrible. I'm like, you're totally right. You're going to have to take a – you have to go camping away from your campsite because there's so many people here now. <laughs> I did find one – I found one th- funny thing, though, about that, about all the animals staying there. So people have been modifying their camps into prisons. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. I thought that was hilarious. That's 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 yeah. the thing going on. Make people are building like prisons. prisons and their animals are just hanging out in their prisons and it reminded, like, oh, when I saw those screenshots, yeah, it reminded yeah. me mm-hmm. of uh, the Sims when people would do that. Oh, where, yeah. where, the Sims where you like put them in a room with no door and they can't pee and they get all they get all angry. Yeah, that's they die eventually, but they like <laughs> urinate and poop all over the place. Yeah, that's what I would do where you can just you can just like f- make them go crazy. <laughs> you know, like build houses that have no doors, and they just don't know what to do. It's fun stuff. Didn't you? Uh, didn't you go to a barcade also, John? I think you I did. Yeah, a picture. 
I went to a barcade here in LA called uh, Bar 82, which is, it's awesome. I've been to a handful of barcades and this is the best one that I've I've been to. They had, I want to say about 25 to maybe maybe 30 arcade machines and then another whole nother room just for pinball with another like 20 pinball machines. Yeah, a lot of them and, have them divided here too. Yeah, and there's, um, the way they have it arranged is, it's like two buildings and then the center is an open uh, open air courtyard people just hang out and talk and whatever but what i really love about it the whole bar barcade idea is that you get the people who would go out to a bar yeah. and the people who want to stay home in one place so yeah. it's really a great hangout it's for everybody uh yeah if you're in la i'd recommend it bar 82 it was a lot of fun yeah bar barcades are weird like uh one time i went to i went to a barcade with with conan like when they were still kind of new here you know we went over to uh emporium it's where i met the it's where i met um the fuchsia when she was on when she was on here a few weeks okay. ago i met her there because they had a splatoon party there splatoon 2 but um, oh, okay. this was when uh emporium was new and conan and i went over there just to hang out and we played uh they have nba jam so we played like a game of nba jam you know conan and i did and it was like fairly close and we were like all getting into it and having a good time. And we were like, all right. And then we, and then we, and then we like ended our game. And I'm like, all right, that was fun. And then there's this guy like standing behind us. It was like watching the whole game. And he's like, uh, he like hands us some quarters and he's like, he's like, here, he's like, can you guys, he's guys, you guys want to play another game? And I'm like, okay. That was really <laughs> He just strange. wanted to watch. Yeah. He wanted to watch us play. So he gave us like, he gave us like $2 and, and I think he was going to like keep just giving us money to play. And I, and we were like, oh, we're going to play another game. Cause we did, we did play another game for him. He's like, do you want to play more? Like, I'll give you, I'll give you coins. And I'm like, I, I think I'm going to try another arcade machine. <laughs> but it was really strange that this like weird shadowy guy was like standing by the, standing by the arcade being like, here, uh, play some more NBA jam here's some and i was like what you don't want to play and he's like oh no i like watching other people play and i'm like all right cool either you're being like a good samaritan or you're being like really creepy That's i don't really know weird it's like one or the other <laughs> so i don't i don't know it was that was just a really strange what my first strange uh, barcade experience right there some weird dude just handing out coins to people to play get him to play nba jam so maybe, maybe he was yeah. like a, a rep from midway i was just hanging out they're not around <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're not, but maybe no, nobody told him. He used to be a rep for Midway. <laughs> yeah. Does it? yeah, he wants to remember when Midway was a company, you know, because they right, went right. they went under in the, the glory days. Glory days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when so, he turned around to look at him, did he have a single tear rolling down his cheek? <laughs> maybe. Did he have a denim vest? No, I think he was wearing a trench coat, which I think was why I remember him All as right. a shadowy character. Definitely, not, it was definitely not the boss then. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. want to move on to the news then let's do it all right um so there's not not a whole lot of news this week uh one one big thing i think is uh ukulele has a release date finally finally yeah so uh it's coming out the day before our live show on uh, the 14th of december so you know there's maybe we'll have to postpone our live show so we can play ukulele or something is uh what do you think there's no i checked the eShop. there's no price point for it yet or if there is i don't know but what do you think it's going to end up being like 40 or less what are your what are your predict- predictions on this? It'll probably be forty, I'd imagine. Yeah, long. forty. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems pretty high for uh, you know, like we've been talking about twenty dollars is like the magic number for indies on uh on the eShop. You know, that's like kind of what I like. And I'm like, I just think it started at forty on everything else. Yeah, 
yeah, and it probably and it will release for that, but it'd be cool if they could release it for twenty, just because it's like yeah. I know it's supposed to be the definitive version or whatever, but I'm wondering how many people are going to get it now that it's after the release of Mario Odyssey and all that stuff. Right. That plus all the reviews haven't been so hot on it, and yeah, so yeah, I'm no, if that yeah, took had, off a little bit of the interest. Yeah, it wasn't really reviewed very well, but I still want to play it. I don't know if I want to play it for forty, but we'll see what's happening on that week. Isn't like Mario Versus supposed to come out that week too? I think we forgot to mention it last week. Mario Versus, yeah, Super Mario Brothers Verse, the uh, the arcade. Oh shit, that's coming out next week. No, it's uh, the twenty second. Oh, yeah, it'll be out on the twenty second, so it'll be after uh, Ukulele. That's still some weeks in the future. But I don't know. Yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. The other uh, the other news is uh, the cereal, Super Mario. Super Mario cereal, is it? Super Mario cereal. I think it's called. Yeah, I think that's it. It's not Amiibos or Amiibo-Os or whatever. No, it's not Amiibo-Os. Yeah, it shouldn't be called that. But it does have an Amiibo in it, right? Like in the box? The box itself the box is, is an Amiibo. Amiibo yeah. yeah. So you can like, do you have to keep the whole box like around to... <laughs> to scan on your switch or can you yes. uh just cut a part off of it off i'm sure you can cut a part off of it and that's like the amiibo that you have but does that mean that you're not gonna be able to find the cereal anywhere like just like the amiibo probably so oh they're just all disappear i mean it's got marshmallows in, in line it for look tasty from what i saw yeah i mean you never know is that's my uh you have to wait in line for it well i'm buying one to keep and one to eat how about that <laughs> i thought you were gonna buy one for you and like uh Three others for your nephews and brothers-in-law and all that stuff. Oh, maybe I will. <laughs> that would actually be my first Amiibo. I don't own an Amiibo. So maybe that would be kind of cool. My first Amiibo is a box of cereal. I'm surprised you haven't bought one just to buy one. Or maybe you were you ever like a... You probably weren't a, ever a toy collector or anything like that, John. Uh, I got some action figures and things. Um, I just, yeah, I've, I've, I don't know. I, I've, I've not really had a place to like put them up on display. And, you know, so I'll... I'll yeah. I figured maybe, you... Maybe I'll get some. I figured you would have bought a link or something like that if you found if you saw one, you know, just like one. I mean, they're not that big, you know. I figured you would have got one, but you know, once you get one, you end up with like fifty, like I have. That's a, but, I think that's maybe what's keeping me back. Yeah. I think I will wait till I have an opportunity to buy like ten of them yeah. and have. I don't want to have just one. You know what I mean? That's kind of lame. Just have one sitting up there. Yeah, but they're but no they're friends. cool. I mean, they're cool looking. You can have just one, and it's fine. I mean, if you can hold yourself back from not getting any more. I don't think I can hold myself back. <laughs> but they they do look super awesome, and I figured I've you would have gotten. I've had a good, I a good time holding myself back. Like I just get the ones I like. Yeah, awesome. exactly. I mean, that's why I, I figured that you would have bought like a Breath of the Wild Link, or like maybe you would have gotten like the Ocarina of Time Link. I almost bought have. a Guardian today, used, or I guess it would be yesterday with a uh, disc replay. But they had a used Guardian; they were selling for twenty. And what are they, they normally? Have, they didn't have the package or whatever. But how much are they normally? I'm not sure. I thought they I were. I saw one for like twenty-seven or something. Yeah, one of the big ones. Yeah, no, those guardians look really cool, but they're so expensive. I thought about buying. It. I almost did. I was really close to buying it. Yeah, the last ones I got was uh, was the ones from Jess, the Sam, the Metroid ones. But the last one that I actually bought was Cloud. Was the Cloud that I randomly found, like when I got a uh, Mario Plus Rabbids. So I don't yeah, know. The, the last one one I bought was the squid girl the ink girl because she was on clearance oh yeah yeah i think i paid like five bucks uh speaking of uh stuff like ukulele speaking of stuff that's on the week of our live show there's a thing apparently that's on the day of our live show namco bandai is going to host an event on december 15th five unannounced games will be shown off during the event nintendo will have a big presence at the event what i saw somebody tweeted it i'm calling it right now dino wars the new dino wars (laughs) <laughs> Dino Wars 3D on Switch. That would be pretty amazing if that was what... That was made by Bandai. 
Yeah. And they haven't revisited it since uh, 1991, so it's time. <laughs> Due yeah. for a remake. All right. Yeah. Would you like, want a remake or would you want a new Dino Wars game? Uh, I would like one of those, like, it'd be a new game, but you could unlock the original. I'd like that, yeah. 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 That's what they should have done with that DuckTales remake. You should have been able to A unlock. new DuckTales, but then, then you can unlock the remake of the original i like that yeah no i would have bought yeah. it if you would have if you could unlock the original game because it's all i really want is the original ducktales because that's the game you know they should put that on switch <laughs> i mean i know it was already on wii u but put it on there switch it up put it on there i'd really like at the bandai event if they announced that they're bringing mario kart vr to the united states oh, is... they're the ones that made that game that mario kart vr game oh did they and uh, they did yeah they actually own the arcade that um that it's playing at in japan but i would love to see that somewhere here in the united states oh crazy yeah i didn't know that yeah that'd be cool uh you know there's this weird rumor that i saw people saying that namco Namco bandai are the ones that are doing the new metroid prime i was hoping that that wasn't true because uh, i don't know it just makes me think prime it just makes me think of uh well team ninja did you know the great other m that everybody didn't love so, I mean, I guess the idea of a Japanese company doing another 3D Metroid just kind of makes me cringe just because of Team Ninja. I don't know. It'd be great if they could get the guys who did Doom to do it. Like, I would totally be into that. But That is funny know. that in the case of Metroid, you'd rather it not be Japanese, but every other game pretty much. Yeah. Well, would, I mean... Would you rather be a Japanese game if it's an adventure game or a... Well, Japanese... I mean, that's... Anything special. It's kind of dumb because, you know, Metroid is a Japanese game originally. Yeah. But, you know, Retro Studios did so well with it, and Team Ninja didn't, that it's kind of like... But Namco Bandai doesn't really seem like a company that I could think of anything great that they did aside from Dino Wars. I mean, really... Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. Well, they also. I mean, they're aren't they the guys Pac-Man. who are doing? It's mentioned Pac-Man. The, well, I mean, they're. I mean, like Happy re- Land. I mean, recently talking. About, I'm like, what have you done for me lately? Is what I'm saying here. To uh, all right, Miss Jackson. How about what Namco <laughs> done for us lately? <laughs> well, I, I I think was the last thing they did was uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. It, like, I mean, it's like uh, that doesn't seem Metroid right? primey to me. Yeah, but those are fighting games. Those aren't like. Yeah. How many first-person shooters or first-person adventure games have they done? Is what I'm talking about for the most part. And the reason yeah, that I say yeah. the, the reason that I say like you know Japanese company is that they don't really make much of those games. That's not really big in Japan. Like first-person shooters, adventure games, whatever, aren't really big. So that's the only reason I say that. That didn't make more sense for American, I guess, company. I don't know. But it, regardless, I really want to see it. Hopefully, it's at a good time. That's not like the same time as our live show because then no one will watch us. They'll just watch that. <laughs> <laughs> or you could open us in a separate window and listen to us while you watch the other thing. Well, if it was at the same time, we could do some sort of live reaction to it also. We will. We'll pull it up on video while, if it happens while we're, while we're recording. Yeah, I think we, so we can do that. But yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's all the news that I have, aside from like uh, releases and stuff. Is there anything I'm forgetting that you guys saw on the internets? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a new demo. There's a demo for Nine Parchments. That's that game that's like uh, Gauntlet Legends, which I downloaded the demo, but I haven't played it yet. Um, there's there's some games on sale. You know, uh, Mar- Mario Plus Rabbids is on sale for forty, which is uh, I guess decent. I'm just looking I guess. now on Reddit, it says that Odyssey sold the most of any game on Amazon. Even though it's been out oh, for the year 2017, it's only been out for a month, but it sold more copies on Amazon. I believe than any other game. 
I believe that. Ah, yeah. Ukulele is supposed to be less than a six gigabyte install. That's nice. Oh, well, there you go. Major releases this week. Uh, like I said before, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 are out now. You can buy them separately, digitally. Or the weird, like, physical plus digital thing you can get. I know you haven't gotten it, John, but if you do have an extra 20 bucks, I highly recommend getting Resident Evil Revelations 1. I think you'll really enjoy it. Just get one, not two. I haven't played two, so I can't really, I can't recommend it. But I totally recommend Revelations 1. And it's only, and it's mm. totally worth $20. It's a whole game. It's pretty much like, imagine, you know, playing, like, have you ever been like, man, Resident Evil's really fun, but I wish it was on a boat. That's basically what it is. It's like, <laughs> it's like a mansion on a boat, yeah. but it's, it's great. It's an awesome game. Like, I really, really like it. And I totally recommend it. At $20, it's totally worth it. I think you should get it. Sure. It looks, Evil, I, wish they would do a deal. I wish they'd do a deal for the two, where if you got both of them, then you get them both for 30 yeah. Forty. Well, I think like the I think the way that it is is it's just like the physical version is forty for both of them, mm-hmm. but you can just get either one for twenty. I say like it, if you haven't gotten one yet, like I have one on 3ds, um, but for you who haven't played any of them, you should definitely get it. You should definitely get it, like get the first one because it's it's a return to form for Resident Evil, you yep. know. But you can actually like walk and shoot, like it has like the right third person shooting controls. Finally, oh, that's good. But it is, but a survival horror. It's not like it's not like the action mess that Resident Evil turned into later. They actually kind of go back to what they're doing. And like Jill's in it, you know, and there's uh, all sorts of weird zombie things and all that stuff. And it's cool. Like it looks, it looks really nice too. It looked looked really, really good on 3DS and then they upscaled Mm -hmm. it and now there's the HD version, but I totally recommend it. I think you'd like it. So you should definitely check it out. 20 bucks is a good price for that, you know, for just to jump into Resident Evil again. So it is. Hopefully it's a good price for that. Hopefully it gets sales. If I had some... Played it first on the 360 and then played it on the uh, on the 3ds. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, I didn't get my 3ds until it was about two years. It, it had been like yeah, out for about two years before I got a 3ds. Oh, okay. I thought it was released for Xbox One, or was the Xbox One out by then? I don't even know. I don't know. It may the have, Resident it Evil may be on that too. Because it Re- was on it was on the 360. Sure. Oh, it must have gotten released at the same time because the Revelations HD one was released way after the 3ds one was out. So the 3ds one came out first. And it was an exclusive, yeah. a time no, exclusive. And then, and then the HD ones came out like way later because the HD came out for like Wii U and all that stuff. But Revelations was like one of the first games that I really wanted to play on 3DS. Like it was a very early release for that system. A lot would say it's got the best graphics still of any 3DS game. It looks good. It I looks, remember being really impressed good. by the graphics when I saw the videos. On, on well, there that. was there was a free demo you could get on 3DS of it. So like I, I played it. That. Like I played it and I was like, "Holy shit, this looks great!" And it was probably, it's probably still up. You can tell that it's one of the first games that I got because uh, it's a physical. It was because I got the physical copy of it because I think yeah. I bought it before I figured out the eShop, or maybe it wasn't available in the eShop yet because I know they really released it digitally later. Anyway, get it. It's an awesome game. You should totally check it out. I'm saying this to you and to all the people listening to this. I think it's great. What else? Did, let's just go through real quick what we have. I did. I did find another piece of news that we didn't mention. What's that? Stardew Valley finally got updated. Oh yeah, does it have the two player? But not, now? With, two, but not with two player. Nope. There's such teases. But guess what? That audio crackle is gone. The audio crackle was kind of annoying. And if oh. you listen to any of my YouTube or my Twitch stuff that I've done with it, that crackle is like up there. It's, it was a glitch. Yeah. Is it? Oh. But uh, the other big thing is that uh, you can now use the recording feature. Oh, okay. So you can do the thirty second stuff. Yep. Cool. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's. A little tiny step towards i don't know i already think it's a great level or a great game i want them to add more content that'd be great if they did now that you played the fuck out of it you uh yeah ready ready for more stuff yeah i'm ready for more quests like i'm i'm done like but i'm gonna start playing xeno here in two days 
and uh, I'll be okay. Well, Xeno will be out Thursday night if you uh, pre-order it digitally, which we both did. So be playing it at 11 Thursday night. Shit, I'll be playing it tomorrow. Pretty much when this uh, this will hopefully go up before that, so I won't be editing while it's out. Uh, World Heroes comes out tomorrow, Neo Geo. That's their uh, their new thing. Um, there's a Gear Club Unlimited that's coming out in the first. Also, there's a Siberia 2... Opus, Serial Cleaner. Serial Cleaner looked kind of cool. It was kind of like the same art style as that uh, Wheels of Aurelia, except uh, you get to kill a bunch of people. It's a Star Ghost. Blaze through waves of enemies as you confront the evil Megaton Empire. That's like a shooter. It's an Opus game. Dive into boundless into a boundless galaxy as you go on a heartfelt adventure. And then the Xeno. That's pretty much it. Uh, Nine, Nine Parchments comes out next week, but there is there's a demo out for it now. So there's that. There's a bunch of sales and shit. Anyway, uh, is that a that's good for the news? We'll move on to our topic. I think so. Let's do it. All right, cool. Alright, so uh, 20-year anniversary for the first great wrestling game on Nintendo 64. Probably the first wrestling game on 64 also. I don't remember if there was another one. If there was, it's not even worth remembering. But uh, this game was uh, pretty monumental. We're talking about uh, WCW versus NWO is celebrating its 20th anniversary, released November 30th, 1997. 20 years ago. I was exactly seven- 20 years ago. I was 17. Uh, yeah, I remember that game coming out. It was probably one of the first wrestling games for 64, or at least the first one worth mentioning. There might have been a bad... The first one. Well, there might have been a bad WWF game that came out. Or maybe it was after that. I don't know. I think it was the first one, but it definitely set. I, it set I this- remember this being the very first one, and I got it for Christmas uh, that year. I was not a wrestling fan at the time. I mean, I enjoyed wrestling as a kid growing up, but uh, this game just like blew my mind because you could have four players in there at once. And it was just such a fun, like a pure fun game. Well, something, something that I remember being really weird about this game was because, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it's a super fun game, but I, I had just gotten, just gotten into wrestling again. Like I loved wrestling when I was a kid, like in the eighties. And then I started watching wrestling again in the nineties. And I found out that all of my favorite wrestlers from the eighties basically had all been bought, bought up by WCW. So now they were all on WCW now. So I'd started watching WCW because like Hulk Hogan and like, and like Randy Savage and Mr. Perfect and like everybody pretty much from the eighties was on there because, uh, apparently Ted Turner had a ton of money and he just went and bought a bunch of them and put them on there, but, or, or gave him like new deals and paid him more money or whatever. And I was watching that and I remember like being super excited about this game coming out. But mm-hmm. by the time when it came out, like a lot of the wrestlers that were in there were wrestlers that were not there anymore like it was not really updated to the uh current wrestling roster and it was kind of like 
I was like, who the fuck is six? Because like he wasn't there. He had already left to go be X to go be X Pac in uh, WWF. And uh, like the fake stink from the sting from NWO. Like I missed all that. So it was kind of like they. It must have been in development for so long that some of the stories were stuff that had happened years ago. Because some of the characters that were in there were like I didn't know. And I'm not even talking about the other ones, like the DOA and the Independent Union, that were completely different things. So I remember that catching me off guard at first. But but aside from that, the game's fun as hell to play. And then once when once Revenge came around, then everything was like solid. You know, then it had all the new characters and all that. Yeah. Well, it had the actual yeah. an actual newer versions of everybody because like the the artwork for the characters in this game is god awful. Like the pictures, the, I don't know if you saw that in the video, but they are so mm-hmm. fucking funny. Like they do not look like their characters at all. There's not like a single picture, like actual picture of the wrestler. There's just like these really bad hand drawn ones that it shows. Like when you pick them, and they look like nothing like them at all. It's like so <laughs> it's so bad. And this uh, I wanted to explain it when I once I put the video up that I'm that I'm doing for it. But this game very much looks like it, like it, like all the stuff. Aside Aside from the actual graphics of the wrestler, looks like it was made on like an old computer, you know, like just with like fl- oh, yeah. regular flash animations. Because it's just the like cra- the crowd cracked me up. Well, the crowd, I mean, the crowd is its Two own frame th- animations. Yeah. yeah. Well, the crowd is its own thing, but I'm talking about like like the intro. It's just like these big white letters that looks that's like the most primitive animation you can do. Like when you beat the game, it's like news flash. This guy, like, it's very much like low budget on the uh, presentation <laughs> aside from the actual match. So it's pretty, pretty hilarious. But they fixed all that stuff in the next game. But this one's like, seemed like they made it on a shoestring budget. Like, they pretty much put everything into the actual wrestling mechanic, which is, you know, what made it great and what basically changed, changed wrestling games. I don't think anything has ever been as good as this ever, like, as, as like the, the engine that they had for this. And I don't know if yeah, you guys I think, I think that. You know, if you play a wrestling game today, it uh, basically built off of what this game did. But it never was uh, as good as this. Like, it's similar, but it's not the same. Like, I've played new wrestling games, and none of them are, are were, ever got the Aki, like, engine right. Because, I don't know if you know, but the company who made this, they make style-savvy games. They just made a game, like, last week for, for 3DS. That's what they do now. <laughs> they make it... <laughs> I mean, they're great games because they're awesome developers, but yeah. what the hell? Like, it's, uh, I mean, I guess they... They went from, like, macho wrestling to making pretty, pretty dresses. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but... Well, because they, you know, they did a... Uh, I don't know if you played any of the GameCube versions of these games, but those games are fucking awesome. Like, Def Jam Vendetta yeah. and Def Jam Vendetta's uh, Streets of New York or Fight for, Fight for New York or whatever it's called. That game's fucking awesome. Like, that's, like, one of my favorite like third-party gamecube games like it's so much fun like henry rollins is in it and he like trains you and you make your own character and you make this like street brawler it plays like so well like you fight snoop dog in the end in a burning building it's like super it's like fun as hell like that game is so cool and then there's the jet and there's the um ultimate uh muscle one also the japanese the they, they did a japanese county port of it as well which i got the last year for christmas from jess which is also like a fucking rad game so, like, yeah, they did all these cool things on GameCube after, and then uh, the last thing I heard was there's that Def Jam Icon game for 360, which which uh, went under, and I don't know if that was, I don't know if they had any involvement with that, but that was, like, the last thing I heard of any of that stuff, and then it just kind of went style savvy, <laughs> I guess. I don't know <laughs> when they went to style savvy, but it's crazy that the company is, like, still together. They just don't do wrestling stuff, but they did wrestling so well. Like, it's like, can't somebody, like, throw them some money and be like, hey, dude, make a kick-ass game, because they did it. Like, I basically followed, like, every game that they made after this. Like, I got, even, like, 
even when I didn't watch WWF, like I bought the WWF games that they made because they were fucking great. Like you don't have to, you don't have to know any of the characters. Like the game played so well and had so like the single player was so much fun to play that it's like, you know, I don't care. They they would have, they could have made a game with like, you know, with like McDonald's characters in there or something. And I still would have bought it, you know, with the same fucking wrestling <laughs> and it, the, the same, I'd like, you know, that. yeah. <laughs> if they had the same wrestling engine in there, they could put any fucking character in there and I would still buy the game. Like, you know, even if it, even if it was like Trump and his people, whatever, I'd still buy it. Cause it has that great, uh, wrestling engine in there you know that's how that's how awesome those guys were at making games like this like i would buy whatever you know whether i had any, any interest in the characters at all i know the game was going to going to play well and be fun as hell so yeah, uh, was there, good. i thought wasn't there eventually a wrestling game where you could create a character or was that not until gamecube uh no you can create you can create your own character in wrestlemania 2000 and on Right. So you can make your own okay. guy in 2000 and No Mercy. No Mercy was the only one I actually didn't buy, believe it or not, for whatever Wait, reason what I was all out the, of money. Just list all the N64 wrestling games. There was WCW, NWO World Tour. Okay. What was the one after that? Okay, so like this, these are the ones that I know of that, I, that I've had. There was WCW versus NWO World Tour. That's the first one that we're talking about. Then there was WCW NWO Revenge. That's probably my favorite one out of all of them. Then there was then they switched to WWF. So now so then it was WWF two, uh, WrestleMania 2000 was after that, and uh, WWF No Mercy was after that. And then they Four went years. and then they went to Def Jam Vendetta and uh, Jeff Jam Fight for New York and uh, um, the Ultimate Legend New Generations. Were all, but there's but there also I think they did some PlayStation ones for Ultimate Legend as well. I don't know about that, but those are all the Nintendo ones that I have that I know of. But uh. So that's yeah. a pretty good run. They have four great wrestling games within what five years. Yeah, I mean, well, on the sixty-four, they were they were four games for sure. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and, and it was uh, it, it's kind of crazy that uh, I think WWF found out that they made such great games, and they're like, uh, what, "How much money do you need? We'll, we'll buy you out. Like, what? Did, like, uh, what, what do we have to pay you to to get this?" So this game was four players out of the box, like yeah, four players out of the box. Yeah. So that was yeah. a big like focus of a lot of early. In sixty four games was to use up the four controller yeah. slots, so that's pretty cool that they were they released multiple games that were four player. Well, I think wrestling one, games. Yeah, I think one thing that was really really cool about the game too was that it was four player and you're all on the same screen. There's no split screen stuff. You no know, split screen. Yeah, you're on the same in the same ring. And, you're in the same uh, ring. There's no camera angles that you have to deal with. It's pretty much just. One angle. I mean, if you play single player, the angles move around the characters and all that. If it's just one on one, but yeah, it's just one one set camera and just all of you in the ring, and you can. And it's just amazing, like how much control you had over the over the opponent in this. Like that was a big thing for me. Like like you can right. grab you can like grab a guy, you can knock him on the other side of the rope, you can grab him on the rope and like throw him into the turnbuckle, and then climb the turnbuckle and jump on him, and then grab a chair and then like beat him with the chair. There's like just so much shit that you could do that you could never do in a game before that. You know, I don't remember ever playing a wrestling game where I could pull a chair out of the crowd and beat somebody with it. You know, like it's on Super Nintendo, there was there were some interesting wrestling games, but there's nothing anything like that. You know, which is like so insane, but like so awesome. You know, mm-hmm. and you could pull like broken tables out of there and bats and stuff like that. And you, you know, if you go in the options and you turn on realism, your characters bleed. <laughs> you can actually make right. them bleed, which actually became a thing that you could set later on Revenge, where you can make it to first blood matches, to where you fight until one of the characters bleeds and you, you die, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, it's a I I just started I just started playing it like on Monday, and uh, I did a stream of it, and then I kept playing it after that actually, and it's game's fucking fun as hell to play. Like I still still really love playing it, you know, and it's it's like riding a bike. Like I still remember how to play the characters and control everybody and. 
I did have a hard time with the cruiserweight. Like, I was trying to unlock everything, and I couldn't beat the final cruiserweight where you fight all the guys. Like, I kept getting killed on that because I don't I don't really know the cruiserweight guys as much, and most of them I would just pick the power guys and just try to TKO everybody. Because uh, I was going to say what, what who our favorite characters are, and uh, mine is Glacier had this move where he would kick you in the face, and you only have to do it, like, two times, and your character gets TKO'd. So it's really easy to beat people with that character. But the move is basically Sweet Chin Music, which was Shawn Michaels' move from WWF, where he basically stands back and then kicks you in the face. But that was my guy. He was super easy to kill people. And if you play against anybody and you know how to do this, know how to do the special moves, he'll destroy you. <laughs> Unless you turn off TKOs, <laughs> and then it makes it a little bit harder, I guess. But he was my dude. Who was your dude, John? Mine was Black Ninja. Yeah, I tried playing with him a little bit. I was never, like I said, I was never really that great with the cruiserweight because I feel like I feel like most of their moves were pins, and that doesn't really, you know, that doesn't really help you, and it's not really doesn't help like bring down the character's health and all that. You need more power moves, and I had the same problem with like Rey Mysterio and uh, and Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, who's in here, which I did play as, but I still kind of felt dirty playing as Weird, him almost yeah. because of all the shit that happened. I did love Chris Benoit when he was a wrestler. I thought he was an excellent wrestler and it's a shame about all that shit that happened to him. But I think we talked about that in the uh when we talked about the uh, the N64 classic and all that. But did you uh did you play this much Jeremy? I don't I don't rem- I figured that you did at some point, but uh or did you miss out? I mean, it? there was a period of time in my life where I played a lot of these wrestling games between the 64 and the PlayStation, but it was always just like, you know, one or two matches at a time. I never had I had never owned it myself. And I just would mash buttons, and sometimes I do okay. But uh, I bought I I just now own my first wrestling game. I guess I bought it yesterday. For in that sense, well, there's a whole like yeah. uh, it's it's actually what I love about this game is it's not really about mashing buttons unless you get into one of those things where you guys like grapple at the same time and you do that right, and then right. you mash buttons for that. But that's like the only time you do. Like this is all about like reversals and stuff and hitting R like for the most part to reverse one thing or another. So uh, what I liked too is that it's also about riling up the crowd. Like you have the the crowd meter, if you know what it's called. Your spirit but meter is what it's called. Spirit meter, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a cool addition that I'd never seen in a wrestling game before that really played to what watching wrestling TV on TV was all about. It was all oh, yeah, about sure. the showmanship. Yeah. You had to like you, you could you could jump up on the on the ropes and just sort of wave your hands in the air to get the crowd riled up and that actually played into the gameplay and made you a better performer in the ring. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, basically, yeah, that's the way it would go. If you've seen, like, professional wrestling, like, it'll be, like, one guy will have it for a while, and then there's a reversal, and then it turns over, and, you know, the back and forth between, like, the face and the heels and all that. And Yeah, you're right, it definitely does that. And, like, the way this game controlled, like I said before, the control was, like, so good on this. Like, this is what, like, made it a big deal for me. But you, every time you move the analog stick in the middle, that's how you do your, whatever, your cheer. But Mm -hmm. you can, you can, uh, you hold the down C button to um to to jump to climb the turnbuckle and if you climb it and hit the and hit the stick you can do that you can wave to people like on the while you're doing that you know and it's just it's cool how many different ways you could combine stuff together like you could climb on the other side of the ropes and do the same thing and your character would clap you know like it like he was out you know like he was doing a tag team or whatever mm-hmm. and it was just like so many different options that I felt you had full control over and yeah once and, and if you just if you stand in one area and just keep posing over and over again your spirit will get higher and higher until it turns to special and then your guy like flexes and then you can do the didn't do the do your move like glacier's sweet chin music or whatever the fuck he called it you know and that's depending on what it was that's pretty much how you would win you know like with with glacier you can just kick the guy in the face a couple times and then he's knocked out 
and that's it. Like, that's why he was kind of a cheap character to play as. But against the computer, I, he's indestructible completely, you know. But that was what was so much fun. And there's different ways. They, they got more crazy into it later, like in, the, in like a Revenge in 2000 and all that. But you could do you could do two versions. Like, there was the back grapple that you had a special move, and there's a front grapple that you can do. But later they did it where some guys you could do, like, special turnbuckle moves, specials also. And once you get into, like ultimate legend or ultimate muscle and all that you know they like jump way high in the air and like then like spin around and there's all these crazy cutscenes and stuff like that the um the def jam vendetta kind of got like that too where it started to get into uh moves that aren't really possible to do (laughs) but but they became Mm. crazy finishing moves and all that but what another thing i really liked is like everything can be everything can be reversed like a punch can be reversed, like a block and like a, a grab can be reversed, like a running attack can be reversed. Like you can almost everything can get turned around. Like if you right. it's almost kind of more of a strategy game than like a than a button masher, you know. Like if you hit the R button at the right time, you can turn anything you can turn anything around. Like some guy jump kicks at you and you hit R, you can catch him and throw him on the ground. And then like now they're on the ground. Like that was like that's kinda like where the science of it came in to me or you can hold r to block but where you can block punches but if somebody tries to grab you then you can't block that unless you hit it again like when they start trying to throw you or whatever it just it seemed like a kind of simple yet complicated system i guess that they had in there and it's that's what i loved about it and that's why i kind of wish they would just you know make a game every year with the same system in it and i just keep buying it just because it's so much fun to play you know if they would just do it like i said they could do it with anybody just put new characters in there or don't whatever you know (laughs) but Put uh, make one with the turtles in there. I'll buy it. You know, it's uh, it's, it's just kind of how it works. It's like so much fun to play that doesn't even really matter who's in there. Especially like when the WWE WWF ones came around, they were still called WWF then, and you could make your own character. It didn't really even matter like who the wrestlers were in there. Like you don't care. You could make like you can make like Doctor Doom and Spider Man or whatever. Which I made like a bunch of comic book guys. I made a bunch of ECW characters. I made, like, Nintendo characters, whatever. You know, you can make whoever you want and just have them all fight each other. And it, was, it was so much fun. It was great. Yeah, to me, this was one of the first real party games. You know, it was 1997. Uh, the the four-player thing was still a novelty. And well, GoldenEye, not a lot of pe- GoldenEye had come out already because it, it was released a few already? months ago. Yeah, because I did do a 20-anniversary video of that okay. one. So that okay, one yeah, is so already out. GoldenEye, uh, WCW. These are the games that you would be playing in 1997 if you were a 15-year-old boy and you had three other friends around. Like, it was just the best time. I'm, I can remember sitting in my basement with uh, not just four people, but like six or seven or eight people all sitting around the TV just having the best time uh beating the crap out of each other and like you said you know you weren't doing it on like split screen you didn't have to sacrifice the frame rate or anything for everybody to have a good time it was just one screen everybody was watching what everybody else was doing yeah uh, and there was no uh, like uh, you're looking at my screen or anything like that like in the golden night yeah, yeah it didn't matter we're all looking at the same screen so it was it was amazing i, I loved it. i just i loved this game for that reason gave me a lot of good times with my friends. Oh yeah, and it, and I had to have gotten this for Christmas because it's like coming out at the end of November, like right before the holiday season. Like, I don't know what else I could have wanted at this time. And like I said, I was getting into wrestling again. I think I'd already been in it for into it for a while. So, mm-hmm. and I was seventeen, you know, when it came around. So yeah, I, was, I I remember playing the shit out of it, and I remember being super excited for Revenge. But that came out when I was in college already because I remember specifically getting that. But uh. Yeah, no, it's totally right. And it was like another thing that we would play, you know, four player. And it's, you know, once we figured out how to get like the, how to get the chairs out of the audience and we'd turn off like the, 
we turn off the count out like outside of the ring so we could just stay out there oh, yeah. the whole time and beat the shit out of each other and turn yeah, you on gotta the turn off the count and, and turn yeah. on the realism so like you get all bloody and turn off the TKO so you can't knock each other out so I think we mm-hmm. had it turned down to where like you could only pin people and they were like I think we turned off the rope breaks and there was like no submissions and all that so we had a specific way that we played it but yeah it was it was so much fun to play and uh, they were like uh, so so there was the WCW and the NWO on there which had regular wrestlers but there also were these other factions that they made right. there was the um, there's the DOA and uh, Independent Union, which I always thought the Independent Union was like the ECW guys, but I guess they were different guys. But uh, and uh, what was a DOA was supposed to be like Japanese wrestling, I think, right? Is that like who those? Because uh, like they were um, that was where like Black Belt was, right? He was in um, or Black Ninja was a because Black Black Belt's a different guy, Ta- Takamichi Noku, who was a WWF wrestler later. So it says, uh, yeah, DOA uh, looks like it's a substitute for something called FMW. Yeah, it's the. Wait, no, um, no, no. It, it was. Uh, uh, I'm looking at the wrong one. According to Independent Union, is Michinoko Pro. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it was like uh, with the way they said it was the um, f- uh, martial arts something. What's the FM? Whatever. Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling is what okay. the FMW the one, is. The other one is Michinoko Pro Wrestling, also known as Northeastern Wrestling. It's a lucha libre uh, professional wrestling promotion. Yeah, it also founded by the great Sasuke in 1993 okay and great sasuke is a uh, black belt right or no a uh, black ninja sorry yeah i never really played as those guys much because uh, i was more into the actual wrestlers but some of them were like uh like i remember powder keg he was uh, pretty hard to take down and uh some of them are like so like kind of racist like there's i mean there's two characters in there called kimchi and dim sum which is pretty that's much terrible. like uh that's almost as bad as like uh doctor was it dr ying and kid yang or kid ying and dr yang from uh or the entire the old, uh, punch out. Yeah, well, I mean, the the original release of Legend of the Mystical Ninja, they, uh, you know, when they didn't really translate the names right, they were basically called Kid Yang and Dr. Yang, which is like, how much more racist can you get than that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's the same thing with, like, kimchi and dim sum as being characters. It's like, mm, It's like know. some pizza pasta stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, uh, that's as far as I got in the arcade was to pizza pasta. Oh, wait, oh, in a punch out. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, did, I mean, had, did you, have you played much of the version that you got, Jeremy, the 99 cents one? I played it with my friend last night a little bit. I didn't play any one player mode, but my friend like is really good at it. He used to play it all the time. So yeah, he kicked my ass and therefore I'm a little sour on the game initially, but if I play it more, I might like it more. He didn't, uh... I feel these. These games definitely feel like they're meant for multiplayer. They're not. You're not going to have as much fun trying the one-player experience yeah. with these. I mean, it's fun. Uh, like I had a good time just going through and unlocking the characters because you get you get basically a, a new character for every single-player mode that you do. So like you can go through like WCW Heavyweight or Cruiser. You'll get a you'll get a new character for either of those. I mean, for one or the other, you don't get two. You know, but and then and then uh, then you'll unlock another thing and then you get more characters for that. So I did that for my stream and that was fun. You know, just to do that for a while to get all your extra dudes. But yeah, the main fun of it is in uh, is in the four-player, of course. But uh, your friend should have uh, should have like you know maybe told you taught you how to play or uh instead of he just did. beating the crap out of you that's not cool we played we played for a little while and eventually like we did the whole thing where you'd just stand far apart and he'd tell me the buttons to press and stuff yeah i learned how to like grapple and how to uh counter attack or whatever where you like match it yeah with the so R I, button. Like, started to figure it out but we only played for about 30 minutes and then we played something else after that yeah it's it's but, cool uh, it's cool like how was my uh, experience 
Yeah. Did you? Well, I'm sorry that you had a sour experience. You should uh, try it again with uh, somebody who's a little bit less. I mean, it's got to be a pretty amazing game. It was, you know, 99 cents. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like most sports games with like the newer versions. Or actually, right. I don't think those wrestling games are really worth that much because so many of them have been have made been made over the years it's kind of like madden you know it's like trying to buy like nat madden 94 or whatever it's like nobody cares you know because they want like madden 20 or whatever this isn't out yet but and know. i would argue like 97 was one of the peaks of popularity for wrestling like i remember people in, i would have been in high yeah. school at the time and there were like people had like backyard wrestling leagues and stuff back then i can so. remember it seemed to me like wrestling went away late 80s early 90s and then did come back around 97 98 yeah well i mean it it didn't necessarily go away you just didn't see it <laughs> but i mean i Not think that it went away yeah you you know, you know what i mean it, it's yeah it, it became more popular well, i mean like i said Definitely. yeah that's what because i was big into it in the 80s and i and i actually got out of it because i found out it was fake <laughs> when i was a kid i found out that it was all oh, planned yeah, or whatever and that. i'm like oh fuck that but then later in life i started watching it because it was fake because it was all like theatrical and like fun and all that and all the guys i liked in the 80s were wrestling again in the 90s in wcw so maybe that's might have been why a lot of it switched over i don't know but yeah it was pretty big then being so disheartened when i found out wrestling was fake i, I so believed it that like i can remember hulk hogan fought uh earthquake and the storyline went that uh earthquake like crushed him and sent him to the hospital and he was like out for a couple matches and whatever and i remember finding out that hulk hogan was in the hospital right and after that wrestling show we went to my uh um this my grandparents were in the car and on the way to driving over to my grandparents i i can remember praying for hulk hogan like i said a prayer in the car <laughs> please god like like help hulk, hulk hogan make him better and you know don't let him die and oh, i just remember being so into it i was actually praying for him and then when i found out that wrestling was was fake it's like finding out santa claus was fake it was just like <laughs> oh man you're like i've been lied to i've been lied to right yeah. but then you come back around and now i'm able to see it for not that i'm a, i'm not a wrestling fan now but now i do see the the art and the sportsmanship in it yeah you see it for uh, the performance though, yeah yeah, I mean that's what I liked about it the second time around. I I, I enjoyed the like yeah. you know just how much uh, yeah the performance and it's and I like the ones the wrestlers that were more technical. Later, you know, I was like I got into less of the because Hulk Hogan's not that great of a wrestler. I mean, <laughs> you know, I got into the more <laughs> the ones that were more like you know the high flying ones or the uh, guys who did more technical stuff. But uh, I just wanted to talk about the just the way this game works, like the control system. We've been talking about how great it is, but we haven't really talked about how it actually works. And mm-hmm. it's just uh, basically what you do is you like you know it's um it, it it works on the way you press the buttons like you you either tap A to do like a quick grab and then you push a direction up down left or right on a B or A and you do a different move for each of those directions even though I think left and right are the same as just hitting it by itself but but yeah it's like all these different things and then if you like can hold it and grab somebody which is easier to to get out of with the reversal then you can do higher moves in the same way by pressing a or b in directions then it's very much like smash brothers you know just with its uh, simplicity in moves in a move set you know that uh basically anybody can pick it up to anybody can play it but in order to like learn it and get great at it you actually have to play the play the characters and learn like which moves you know are the more powerful moves like where the pin moves are and all that and when i was actually playing it this time it took me a few matches to figure out how to pin again you know i'd forgotten how to pin because you have to hit like r and and, uh, c down at the same time to pin and i couldn't figure that out for a minute so the first few matches i would just knock people out 
you know, and I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to do the pin stuff. But it's the uh, same thing with like uh, punching, you know, you can punch or you can hold punch for a hard, for a harder punch. And I know like as you're standing up, you can hit R to like duck down and like attack the guy on your way up, which is always a good way to uh, recover and all that. But it's just like a good simple, you know, simple like a uh, move set, but you know, complicated to learn and know everybody's like ins and outs and like who has the stronger moves. And that's what was fun about just playing through it is just learning the characters like you would in any fighting game, you know? Right, right. Yeah. One of the most satisfying things I can remember about the controls was how good it felt uh, once you're grappling to to throw your enemy across the ring. I remember feeling like that was just like so satisfying when you over overpowered him and you, you could throw him and then he'd run into the ropes. Oh, yeah. And then... And then you can yeah, catch him on the way two, back. Two or three times or whatever. You can just knock him out, close light him. Yeah. Well, you can, like, catch him. You can, like, uh, throw him on the way back or you can hit him or you can run into him. There's, like, all these different options that you can do, you know, for each character, which is pretty cool. And if you guys, like, run into each other, you do that thing where, like, they move their heads and, like, stare at each other. It's pretty right. funny. <laughs> I remember that. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's there's, like, it's like what all... I mean, what all can we really say about this game that, like, has, hasn't already been said? Right. I know that the... I just, I wanted I voted for this for the topic because I feel like I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this game and how uh, important it was as far as wrestling games. Like this, really, if you have if you've not played this game and you like wrestling games today, you owe it to yourself to go give this a try. And, and you, I think you'll be surprised just how uh, familiar it feels. Just because I think every single wrestling game, even 20 years later, uh, has this as its core. Well, yeah, but not as good. And never, ever made it as good as this, which is unfortunate. Like, I played the, I played the GameCube, the later, the later GameCube wrestling stuff. And after mm-hmm. these guys were out, and it's just, yeah, there's, it's somewhat there, but it's not, it still was never as good. And that new, uh, the 2K, whatever, the WWE 2K18 that's supposed to come out at some point mm-hmm. for the Switch, I just, I don't think it's going to be as good at this. And it's still going to make you sad, but. Yeah, if you can, if you have a 64, like Jeremy was saying, you could buy this for like 99 cents. It's like super cheap, really easy to get to, like super, like nobody really cares that much. I mean, I I could probably buy new, buy no mercy, like for $5 on eBay right now if I wanted to, you know, it's a, but it's still, it's a lot of fun to play. Like you'll still have a lot of fun with it. And I think it's aged fine, you know, I mean, like I said, like all the, it, it's very, very bare bones for this first one, but the control is still there and the fun is still there. So it's still totally worth it to get into but uh yeah and there's those extra wrestlers that are on there that are named after different people you know like we said that became wrestlers later which is kind of weird but in the one after that they actually brought it up brought it up to date and then made the graphics better and then of course they ended up ending like entrances and theme songs and then later you can make your own character make your own entrances like change camera angles all that fun stuff that's what uh 2000 was a lot of fun of was making your own dude and you know with mostly you could just use the ones that were already in there but you could still create your own guy which i had a lot of fun with I put I sunk a lot of hours into those games, but they're very they were very fun. And I wish that I know that that style savvy's their thing now, but maybe when the three DS like goes under, you know, which it probably maybe has a has a year left at the most, maybe they'll maybe they can get back into some wrestling stuff for uh, the Switch. I would love to see that if Aki could come back in a in a real way after after style savvy's hit the dust, you know. But yeah, I can't I can't really think of much else to say about it that we than what we already had. Is there anything anything more you want to say, John or Jeremy, about this about the topic? Go play it before you sign out. I yeah. say play it. It's ninety nine cents. Like, well, if you have a sixty four, of course. There's right. If you it was never get the game and play yeah. it. It's so cheap. Like, it's less than you would pay to rent a game. 
Basically, yeah, basically all you would have to do is, is uh, pay the price of a 64, right? If you don't have one, plus the 99 cent game, it's like pretty much getting it for free. Yeah. It, it's a shame that these were never re-released in any way digitally. But I mean, it's it's hard to, probably especially, never probably never will be, because especially like Chris Benoit being in there, that's a big touchy subject for WWE. And the WCW, they're owned by WWE now and all that. It's, it you know, licenses, like all the different characters, you can't really, can't really use them on there. So it'll probably never see the light of day again. But I would love to see that engine re-released which is any characters put in there be cool if w if wwe now could like get these guys to do it like i'd really love to see it again but it's it's just pipe dreams it'll probably never happen but uh yeah that's but that's been our topic this week uh 20 anniversary of uh wcw percent wa this has been uh episode 98 of nintendo Wayne podcast um two away from our live show that we talked about which is episode 100 Woo-hoo! um we'll probably be doing that in the afternoon of friday the 15th so Make sure and check that out. It'll be on YouTube, on uh, YouTube slash Fingmater. That's F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. That is our YouTube channel where you can check out, you know, video versions of these, of the podcast episodes that we do and other crazy stuff like uh, Jeremy doing Hardu Boy stuff. And I'm going to put up a video about WCW versus NWO and you can find like, hopefully be like more reviews and like I'll do like smaller versions of streams and stuff that I do and all that. And I also stream on Twitch uh, Thursdays around three and Sundays around three uh, central time. So you can check those out. Sundays are retro uh, Thursdays, new, new Twitch, the new switch stuff. Um, you know, you can catch our podcast at NintendoMadePodcast.com. You can download those from any place that you get uh, podcasts at. We're all over the place. Or you could just Google Nintendo Made Podcast. And you know, if you like the show, you should like subscribe and uh, leave us a review. We always like seeing reviews. You know, it's, it's it's always good to hear. It'll help us get discovered by other people and all that fun shit. And, uh, you know, we, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Litter. And uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. take a real quick break i gotta pee we're taking a quick break and we'll be right back after trey finishes peeing thanks for listening <laughs> to the nintendo main podcast i'll talk to you here in a second when trey's done peeing <laughs>